Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Eyes of the Mize. My name is John. That's Ian. Hello. Uh, back from PAX, and uh, how was it? PAX is great. Seattle's great. I miss it. And also, <laughs> it's not like death by humidity out there, which DC is right now, because, no, seriously, like, it was gross. Like, Seattle was basically 70 to 75 all weekend. If it was cloudy, it was cloudy in the morning, cleared up in the afternoon, it didn't rain, and then I get off the plane back in D.C., I step outside the bus, I'm like, bleh, here's the humidity, where's my knife, let me cut through the air. Yep. Uh, it was being, gross. Being in the South, I completely understand that feeling. Yeah. It, yeah. But past is fun. Um, my uh, Twitter was nigh unusable after the magic panel. Which we're going to talk about because today is episode 85. Which 95, is dude. 95, sorry. Wow. Rep- Represent your guild, because Guild of Ravnica is coming out soon, and Ian was front and center, basically, or front and to the left, right? Um, Yeah, I was like (laughs) row four, but because of where I was, the way they angled the chairs at the front, I literally had nobody sitting in front of me, except for the only only obstruction I had is a speaker, which is what that little tiny black box in the bottom picture, people were asking about it. They were like, what's in that, what's the black box? I'm like, it's literally just a speaker that's covering only hashtag mtgrn so i was like Meh, whatever okay. um but yeah we're gonna we're, the episode title is represent your guild because guilds are awesome for those of you who never played in a ravnica set we'll talk a little bit about ravnica in a second uh before both we do john and i <laughs> both yes got him got him um but first we're gonna turn our eyes to the community real quick um as a recap consultar here is great that's all to, i didn't get to draft it I've been packs and, and work and just being exhausted. <laughs> I got to draft it twice in person and the uh, same night. And my first draft opened really worked really well because I opened a foil siege rhino. And then in pack three, I got past another siege rhino. So I was that dude with double siege rhino and limited. And then uh, my favorite part of that la- of that first draft is uh, I drafted uh, Abzan Splashing Red for a couple cards. But I got to open my favorite card in the set, which is Carrier Bloodsucker, which we talked about last time. And I beat my black white warriors opponent based solely off of Keru bloodsucker's drain ability. Ooh, that's spicy. Like I was at 5 and then I swung it all the way back in one. And he had six creatures in play, he had a 5/9 disowned ancestor and it was just like not looking good and then I was able to go see Drino, ch- chump your guy, see Drino, chump your guy, play another big butt, sack it to kill you. It was great. Nice. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Legacy Cube has replaced Konzatar Kier on Magic Online. And Legacy Cube is always a lot of fun. Cube is, you know, it's Cube. What can you say about it? I mean, it's Cube. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, haven't checked all- to see, I haven't checked to see what the Cube changes are for this particular iteration. If there were any, I'm sure they, you know, swapped a couple cards in and out like they usually do with some new sets. Like, I'm pretty sure they might have jammed some Dominaria cards. I would be surprised that they didn't put Teferi in there. Yeah, like Teferi, um, Nikki B the Ravager probably yeah. gets in. Oh, right, with M- M19 too. Yeah, I don't know when the... Patient Rebuilding Draft Mill, what? Hey, oh, here <laughs> that... we go. Here's, here's, some, here's some of the lists. Okay, um, what is it? There's a lot of changes. Oh. oh my god, that's a lot of changes. Give me some spicy. Um, uh, Nicobol's Godfarer is replaced by Nicobol's the Ravager. Okay. Godfarer's Gift is replaced by Sky Sovereign. Okay. Um, Storm Chaser Mage is replaced with the Locust God. Teferi is replacing um, Band and Standard Reflector Mage. Okay, good. Reflector Mage is meh. 
<laughs> it's it's average. And no, I, I like Reflector Mage, but um, that card can die, but also I love it. Roast is re- is being replaced by Fight with Fire. I like that change. Um, Razaketh is being replaced by Bells and Lock. Okay. Uh, Gitaxian Probe is being replaced by Sleight of Hand. I mean, that's fair considering the fact that, you know, Gitaxian Probe is now banned in Legacy, which yeah. would be weird if it was still in the Legacy Cube. Uh, Oath of Oath of Nissa is being replaced by Lifecrafter's Beastry. I don't know. I like that one. Oath of Nissa, um, Oath of Nissa was great for green, uh, yeah. su- uh, mon- or green based super friend decks. Yeah. Um, Gisela and Bruna are both being replaced. Gisela by Brightling and Bruna by Arena Rector. Oh, that's spicy. Oh, what the heck? Wait, hold on, hold on. They're getting rid of Oath of Brizella. Nissa. No, no, they're getting rid of Oath of Nissa, but bringing in. Arena Rector, yeah. Arena Rector, which can fetch a planes. What the heck are you doing? Um, Hidden Dragon Slayer is leaving for History of Banalia. Uh, okay, okay. I mean, I like Hidden Dragon Slayer as kind of the gotcha against some people going big, but yeah. at the same time, yeah. Um, uh, Nissa Vital Force is being replaced by Vivian Reed. Fair. Um, and then the other one that I that I like that I want to mention is Lunvala the Preserver, the six mana one from Oath of the Gatewatch, is being replaced by Lyra Dawnbringer. Wait, which one? Uh, Lunvala the Preserver, uh, the ETB. If if a component has more creatures than you, make a three three flying angel. If they have more life than you, gain five life. Okay, so we just get ben, we get, Lin, we get we Lyra get, instead. We get Baneslayer. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and there's a bunch of other changes. Uh, some of them I feel more strongly about. Uh, we'll put we'll put a link in the show notes if you are interested in seeing those. Yeah, for sure. Um, yes. Well, there's one other thing that we should mention. Um, we tweeted we tweeted about it uh, earlier in the week, uh, but on September 18th, we get to reveal our official uh, Guilds of Ravnica preview card. Hashtag thanks wizards. Have, hashtag thanks wizards. Hashtag free content. Free content. Yeah, we got to uh, say that. Legal disclaimers. Yay! But yay. no, seriously though, it's a free preview card. It's our first one. It's I'm excited. I'll, we'll say, I'll say this about the card. It's in Guilds there, of Ravnica? It's what's from Guilds of Ravnica. <laughs> but it definitely is a card that we can talk a lot about. It's true. There's a lot going on with it. We we can talk about the card and we probably will for a long time. We are going to I'm trying to get John to stream with me for it. So, I'll, still, I'll I will try to make myself available for it. We we'll try. My dude, my dude, come on. Yeah. Anyway, right. what we'll probably what we'll probably do is we'll probably play some guessing game with with you fine folks in chat, and you can guess at some things. We'll drop some hints during the stream. We're not going to drop any hints before, but during the stream, yeah. we might drop some hints and you know leave you guys to figure out what it is. We'll also unveil the spicy art yeah. and talk about the art a little bit first. I think we'll see. Well, I think we talk about the art first, and then we'll talk okay. about the card. That's fair. Um, but yeah, but it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be it's it's going to be real fun to talk about this card. Oh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Plus, I mean, it's your first preview card, you our first for- preview card. Well, you never your first preview, your first preview card technically. Yeah, I technically previewed a card this weekend. You did. You, yeah, you previewed yeah, yeah. the Guild Kit lands. I which did. Are I the, real nice. The planes from the Boros one with Yao Ho Han. I think his name is Yao Ho Han. Yeah, that sounds that sounds correct. Oh God, I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, no. Uh, Vorthos Mike. Uh. Good friend asked on Twitter, "Hey, who do you guys represent the guild? Who think represents each guild?" And he got a bunch of responses for a bunch of different guilds and across a bunch of different platforms: Twitter, Reddit, Twitch, and others. 
and podcasts, I think. No, I think it was just those main ones. Anyway, we revealed the plan, the uh, two for each of the guild kits, which are pretty cool. Mine was a planes, and it was a marching surf. It was a uh, gosh, I'm a thinking parade, a parade field. Yeah, it's a parade field, which is large enough to have the entirety of the Boros Legion on it. So it's a plane. Which, hey. and by plane I mean P L A I N, not P L A N E. You gotta be specific in magic. You do, especially about that. Anyway, so onwards to Guilds of Ravnica. I mean, we're talking yeah. about it anyway, but John, <laughs> yes, Guilds of Ravnica. Guilds of Ravnica. So when does it come out? It comes out. I don't actually have the the list up here. I don't. Yeah. I don't have when it comes out. <laughs> yeah, I, I goofed. It's like too. I was trying to get. I was trying to get you on it. Release date's October fifth. Yeah, I, I knew it was beginning of October. October 5th. Actually, uh, 30 days from now. Mm, yeah, 30 days from now. Cause yep. Sweet. Oh, literally, 30, a month away, literally a month away from record date on Wednesday ooh, this week because John had work. Yeah. Work's fun sometimes. Um, yeah, so, uh, so, yeah. Oh, it's, wait. We should talk about pre-pre-release briefly. Oh, yeah. The PPR is happening uh, in the next couple weeks. Um, they've announced three of the guests. Uh, and they have, There's the fourth guest who is TBD. Um, I like TBD. What's TBD? No, I'm kidding. So, anyway, Guilds of Ravnica pre pre release Wednesday, 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 September 19th. Oh, wait, that's the day after our preview card. Huh. Hey. Weird. Actually, we might be on like the last day of. Wait, we may be. We might be the last day of preview cards. Huh. What do you know? I forgot about that. Anywho, well, yeah, anywho uh, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. UK with Sam, Magic Man Sam or Rhystic Studies, Gaglio, Jordan, MTG Sickly. Hatton, she's a uh, MTG YouTuber. Pretty good content. Check her out. And last but certainly not least, oh god, phone, why did you lock up on me? Okay. I just looked. I looked up the the picture I took at the panel. Uh, uh, and Nate Price from Wizards hey. of the Coast. And yeah, TBD for the fourth guest. Um, so I guess they so just, whoever that is. They they basically said it's literally they don't have a per they didn't have a person lined up exactly. They were still in talks, I guess. So that makes sense. A two weeks from now. So, which is and the PPRs are always huge fun. Strongly recommend giving them a watch if you get the chance. Oh yeah, also put them up on YouTube. Oh, and also briefly about content, I still need to go back and watch uh, the the GP from this past weekend. Uh, GP oh, GP Reduke. GP Reduke apparently was a smashing success. Unfortunately, he lost in his winning in in round fifteen. So I they, believe he drew. He drew. I guess he lost on breakers or didn't. He missed. He missed. He just was. Barely. He was. He was eleven. He was eleven and three going into the last round of the Swiss, and he was playing Grixis Control, and his opponent was playing Miracles. Read one game one, and then he lost game two. But there was like a minute left in the round, and there's no, no way that either of them were going to win a one minute game. Um, yeah. And then uh, Reed's opponent, um, according to some people, had the gall to ask if Reed would concede. Oh, I didn't hear about that. On stream, uh, Reed said no, so they drew. So neither of them made top eight. Wow. His opponent was 11-2-1, or 11-1-2, I think. Or no, he was 11-2-1. He had two draws. That's, no. that's, no. That's, he had one draw. I'm sorry, but that's ballsy. Yeah. That is incredibly that, ballsy. Yeah, no. Um, like you know you know you're being mic'd up for that, then. You have the, wow. Yep. Yeah. Um, so neither of them made top eight. Uh, that was won by uh, Andrew Cunio playing Miracles. But who knew that you can ban top and miracles will still be a deck? It's just not as good anymore. It just does, well, it doesn't. It won a GP. It's good enough to win a GP. I, it just yeah, doesn't. But it's, rely, not, it's not oppressive good. It it's, just doesn't rely on counterbalance anymore. It's not counter top miracles anymore. It's just 
miracles. Exactly. Anyways, let's talk about Ravnica. So, for those of you who don't know, Ravnica is the metropolis, the Coruscant of the magic universe. Yes, I like it that. Is, Good reference. It is a... It's a city plane. Pl- it's a city plane. It's a city plane. It is entirely made up of a city, and the plane of Ravnica is run by the Tin Guilds. Um, they are, let's see if I can do this, Azorius, Demir, Rakdos, Gruul, Selesnya, Orzov, Izzet, Golgari, uh, Boros, and Simic. Is that um, all ten? That's all of them. Okay. Yeah. Um, and each one, in the worldview of it, runs a different aspect of things. Like Azorius is the Azorius Senate. They make all the laws. The Izzet is the Izzet League, and they run the power plants and the hydroelectric dams that run on magic. Um, Orzov is the Orzov Syndicate, and they run the churches, and they're also the tax man. Um, Demir, no one knows who they are, so no one knows they exist. That's an old joke, and it's get over it. No, it seriously, it joke. is an old joke, actually. They're like, no, yeah, with the Birking of the Guild Pack, people know who the Demir are, and they now are basically couriers and operating secrets. Yep. Uh, but... Every time we go to Ravnica, the kind of the ethos of the plane, when Mark Rosewater was the lead designer of it back in um, 2005, I want to say, or 2006, when, when Ravnica City of Guilds came out, is it's a multicolor set where you try to play as few colors as possible, aka two colors, because it's a gold set. Um, and the, the guilds took hold, ran off with, with the setting, and now people identify themselves as their guilds, which is really awesome. Uh, because magic is a game where you get to put yourself in the game. There's hey, there's right. also a uh, which guild are you quiz? Yes. Now we'll put now. a link to that in the show notes as well. I got is it surprise surprise? Um, but for guilds of Ravnica, they can't put all ten guilds in a large set. There's just not enough space. Um, so in guilds of Ravnica, we have five of the guilds. Then in the winter, when Ravnica Legions comes out, there'll be the other five guilds. And then there's the spring set, which we don't know its name yet, but we know that it's the kind of the conclusion of the Nikki B story arc, uh, yes. which is going to be interesting. And of which we know we're getting a novel for. A novels are great. You know, it's funny. I was uh, like, I was like, oh, are we getting like just the enemies? I'm like, wait a minute, no, because <laughs> we're getting some friends and enemy pairs. Yes. Um. So the original. So Guilds of Ravnica has um, Boros. Is it? Golgari, Demir, and Selesnya. Yes. Which means that the other five, that would be Azorius, Orzov, Gruul, Rakdos, and Simic, are going to be in Allegiance. Yep. Um, for And each, each guild is going to have its own mechanic. We've already seen what the five mechanics are for Guilds of Ravnica. We're going to go over those in a sec. And then we'll talk about Ravnica Allegiance when it comes out in the fall or the winter. Um, yes. And you're we're going to draft each of these sets independently and it's going to be real interesting to see how this draft format plays out when we look at when we start looking at these mechanics because some of these mechanics play really really well together and some of them don't it's going to be interesting to see how how it all kind of meshes together we also haven't seen hybrid mana previewed yet we have oh we did we did which one in the split cards oh right yeah status duh we'll talk about i don't why i was i don't know i missed that one it's fine. Um, but the mechanics um, for each guild are Mentor for the Boros Legion, Undergrowth for the Golgari Swarm, Jumpstart for the Izzet League, Surveil for House Demir, and Convoke for the Selesnian Conclave. Ian, you were at the panel, so what did Wizards tell us about each of these mechanics? Uh, 
Oh, what do you mean? Like what they do? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, like, where are you going with this, John? My memory's not that great. No. Uh, so Convoke is a returning mechanic. We have seen it before in previous Ravnica sets, as well as some core sets. Uh, M4, uh, M15. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Court of Calling. So Convoke is a keyword ability that lets you pay... A, um, how's this? Okay. I got it. Your creatures can help cast the spell. Each creature you tap while casting the spell pays for one generic of or one mana of that creature's colors. So if your creature is green, it can tap for green or a colorless. It's basic, it basically turns all your dudes into dorks. Yeah. Um, we'll see that on some cards. Are we talking about any that have? Yeah, we do. Yes, we A are. couple of them have them. Yeah. Um, but like the, the big ones are Court of Calling, which was originally from Ravnica, reprinted it in, for, in 15. I would not be surprised. X- I would not be surprised to see that in this set. Maybe. It's XGGG. So four mana to get a to well do the do a thing it's an instant uh you search a library for a creature card with cmc x or less and put it into play that's off your library so it's four mana to get a one drop five mana to get a two drop and so on or it's a very powerful tutor effect in modern um, and has cube. been in the past and cube um so anyway um, what do you want to go for next let's go with well let's go with my favorite guild which is the Boros, which right. have Mentor. So, Boros has Mentor, and that says, whenever this creature attacks, put a plus one, plus one counter on target attacking creature with lesser power. So we'll we'll discuss some cards that have that uh, coming up. It's a good but basically, way. basically, if so, you attack with a 2-2 and you have a 1-1 that's also attacking, you turn your 1-1 into a 2-2. Yeah, so the story thing behind that right now, um, give you a brief little story aside on here uh, for the Borthos friends. All the guilds on Ravnica right now know something's up. There's... We, we, as, you know, the third party om- om- omniscient, know that Bolas is trying to get his claws into the plane. The guilds have noticed that something's amiss. They see the underpinnings of the machination. Something's not right. The Boros know a war's coming. They just sense that something, a fight's coming. So with Mentor, their ability is specifically geared at, hey, we are trying our best to get everybody ready to go for a fight. And by that, they have their power, more powerful creatures that are able to help uplift their weaker creatures. So yeah. that's where Mentor's coming from for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. as, as an example, one card that I don't have listed um, but has Mentor is Hammer Dropper, which is two red-white for a 5-2 giant soldier at common and has Mentor. So he's very, very fragile if he's attacking, but if he attacks, he's probably going to make any of your smaller, slightly smaller creatures bigger. Yeah. And he'll he'll mentor any of your zero to four power creatures. Yep. Which is very, very powerful. So the other one we got, uh, so for next up, we got House Demir. Uh, their mechanic is Surveil. Now, what is you Surveil? Scry? Yeah, uh, Graveyard Scry. That's, yes. that's literally the best way to do it. Um, So Surveil is look at the top two cards, or look at the top X, because it, it will have a number modifier. Look at the, X, look at the top of num- X number of cards in your library. Then put any number of them into your graveyard. And the rest of them on top of your library or the or on top of your library in any order. So you can put you can look at like if you have surveil two, that's I was reading a, I was reading a card that had surveil two, so that's why it was weirdly worded. So you yeah. look at the top you look at the top card or the top two cards or the top three cards. We don't know if it's three, but two for sure is definitely a mechanic. You look at the top two, you can put one on top of your library and one in your graveyard. It just avoids the whole deck manipulation of having to lift your deck up and put the card on the bottom. It's yeah. act like it works great in filming graveyard stuff, but it's also a very subtle way that wizards have been trying to get away with bottom of the deck manipulation. Yeah, because it causes some weird, really weird judge calls 
with yeah. like what's known information, what was put on the bottom of your deck. Yeah. It, it's also, weird. surveil is like strictly better scry because putting stuff in your bin is almost always better than putting stuff on the bottom of your library. Oh yeah, because there are so many cards that synergize well with your graveyard. Um, we'll talk about one of them for sure. That is like the sweetest wombo of combos with surveil. Uh, you mean jumpstart? No, I'm talking about that one creature card. But we'll get back to that. Uh, okay. Is it league has jumpstart? What is jumpstart? Well. It also deals with the graveyard. It's like it's bad re- flashback. <laughs> it's it's like retrace and flashback had a baby. So why why do I say that? Well, jumpstart. You may cast this card from your graveyard by discarding a card in addition to paying its other costs. Then exile this card. So the flashback cost is discard and pay the mana cost. Yep, that's basically what jumpstart is. And retrace is you know you can discard a land to recast a spell and it goes back to the graveyard. So it's kind of like a weird meshing of those two abilities again. Discarding a card, not bad if you have stuff that plays with the graveyard. And which also up, plays with the graveyard, have... the Golgari Swarm, whose there exactly. is Undergrowth. Now, what's Undergrowth? Well, it's basically whenever your card does something, it it's hard to explain it and that there's no like specific rules text. It mu- it's what's it's, called like an ability word it's an, where there's it's a an, lot of cards that are going to have it on there, but they don't have like – it's not the same as um, – it's Hold on. I got this. It's an X modifier ability. Yeah. So basically what an X modifier is, well, let's actually just talk about one card for this one. Like it's easy to go. We'll start with Necrotic Wound. Very simple. Going to be a very great removal spell. It's a black for an instant at uncommon and reads undergrowth. Target creature gets minus X X until end of turn, where X is the number of creature cards in your graveyard. If that creature would die this turn, exile it instead. So it's looking at X number of creature spells in your graveyard. Yep. That's really all it does. Yep. It's a very simple ability. It's impossible for this to be broken, or this this mechanic to be broken, like Dredge was, and I think it's already better than the previous Golgari mechanic of Scavenge. Um, it's a lot less it's confusing. For, it's see. a lot easier for newer players to grok, let's put it that way. Also that too. Um, and so, like, now that we've seen the mechanics, you can kind of see what I was talking about, where, like, between Undergrowth, Jumpstart, and Surveil, they all kind of work pretty well together. Um, and then Mentor and Convoke can also work well together, because Convoke wants you to have a bunch of dudes to help cast your spells, and Mentor wants you to have little dudes to make bigger, and usually when you're making a bunch of little dudes to help cast your big things, they're going to be mentorable. On and a, so We haven't seen a whole lot of token generators yet. I lied. We do to. have one. Well, let's go ahead, I guess, in this fight, dive into some of the one of the cards. Um, I assume you're talking about Amara, Soul of the Concord. That's one of them. <laughs> I was thinking about another one, but let's go with that one first. Yeah. So Amara is uh, green-white for a 2-2 legendary elf cleric at rare. She's a bear. She is a bear. And whenever she becomes tapped, which can happen for any reason, whether it's crewing a vehicle, whether it's attacking, whether it's tapping for some other ability or convoke in this case, uh, create a 1-1 white soldier creature token with with lifelink. Yeah. With the lifelink part is the one that's like, huh. It's very That's it's new. very much in green white. Yeah. It's she's it's a very very powerful card in my opinion and this is good enough this is a good enough rate to see standard play. Uh this is one of the cards that we've seen previewed that I'm already wondering if it's cubable. Um this is very very powerful and can easily take over games in of limited I'm, if you let her. I'm not going to lie. I just want to give a quick shout out to North 100, the Canadian Highlander podcast. Because literally when I saw this card after I was done hypertexting it out. So when I was doing the picture things, I had new card, like 
set to my paste. So I just like would press hard, get the paste, paste it, hit the caps button, hit caps lock on my thing, type out the card name, post the picture, hit send, go. And I would just do hashtag M and it auto filled to the hashtag. So I did that. But as soon as I finished that, I turned to, to, turn to Lindsay, my fiance, I was like, I nudge her, I'm like, yo, it's a cleric. Like what? She's like, Highlander playable. <laughs> <laughs> cleric tribal the cleric deck not quite that good but no it was a joke it was there but no um if there is a go wide strategy sure oh yeah i mean a two two for two is already a fine rate it's not exciting but the ability to just make extra creatures and make extra one ones in a guild that already wants to go wide yeah she's mr is she's really, a, really she's good. just a strictly better bear yeah uh but which is perfectly hard yeah, but which token generator card were you thinking of? I was thinking about a Boros card. Ah, yes. Uh, the uh, the War Boy. Yeah, the good old War Boy. Uh, so <laughs> Lee, this one is ahead. drawing very, very similar-ish comparisons to Goblin Rabble Master because this is Legion War Boss, two and a red, two two Goblin Soldier. It's, it's basically the difference is a warrior there. Anyway, but has Mentor, so it can make your things bigger. But it reads, at the beginning of combat on your turn, create a 1-1 red goblin creature token. That token gains haste haste until the end of turn and attacks this combat if able. So it doesn't force your tokens to attack after they've been created. Yeah. However, it does still generate tokens like Rabble Master Every turn. Every turn. But it doesn't also get a power boost. So it's... Weaker in yeah, some Legion, aspects. Legion Orbos is a very, it's almost a more conservative design than Rebel Master because Rebel Master was ran roughshod over standard, and you can occasionally see it every once in a while in modern because of how good it is. Um, now, granted, Rebel Master makes all your other goblins attack, not just the one that he, the ones that he makes. So, if you have two Rebel Masters in play, guess who's swinging in? I would um, I would say that Warboss is essentially not like a downgrade and it's, it's not, like a sideways it's not, it's not even a side grade it's like just barely off from it yeah it's not looking to do the same thing at all it's like it's like two steps to the left yeah something like that yeah it's like a step a step to the side and a step backwards yeah it's it's gonna be really interesting um it's definitely gonna be a player in standard it's a really interesting rate it does die to a lot of removal but a lot of the best creatures die to removal anyways um but yeah if this guy's good he's gonna be real good and the best part is is that if he's able if you're able to start punching through some attacks he can at least make those tokens bigger exactly so because it's at the beginning of combat so you haven't yet declared an attack you haven't declared it as an attacker yet so it's created and then when you turn three beginning attack for one it's 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 definitely gonna it's this i think this card will also trip up a lot of players with the combat step Oh yes, oh yes. As someone who played during um, Rabble Master standards, you have to remember when to cast your removal because if they say go to combat and you say okay, and then let's say before attackers, that token has been made and it's coming at your face. Yeah. Uh, you want to be able to. You need to say at the end of your main phase, be, or if they say, or they say go to attack or go to attack, like before your combat step. Yeah, because yeah, you don't want that extra token coming in when it doesn't have to be. Yeah, so the thing is, if your opponent says, move to attackers, you would be like, if you go, wait, wait, no. As long as you say, I have something to do on your before combat step. Yeah. And don't just say before attackers, say before combat step. Yes. That's what's going to 
that's what's going to trip you up the most because you don't necessarily like once they've moved to like before your you know once you say the the, the attacker step that token's already made yeah speaking of cards that are likely to see standard play uh we saw one of the two Planeswalkers in the set. We know who both Planeswalkers are. One is Raska. We haven't seen her card yet. We have seen her art, which Magali knocked it out of the park. So good. Uh, as as per usual. Uh, but we also saw, saw Ral. Is it Viceroy? Uh, Ral is three blue-red for a legendary Planeswalker Ral. He starts at five loyalty. He has a plus one. Look at the top two cards of your library. Put one into your hand and the other into your graveyard. Minus three, Ral deals damage to target creature equal to the total number of instant sorcery cards you own in exile and in your graveyard, which is an interesting take on that ability. Usually it's just keys off graveyard, but also keys off of exile. And then minus eight, you get an emblem with whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, this emblem deals four damage to any target and you draw two cards. That emblem is so good. It's real good. I feel like this is going to get definitely get into my Highlander deck. I mean, it's in, if you have enough instant sources, I think it will be. Like, this is a clearly a blue-red control-style card where you can be like, play Ral, minus three, dealing five to six damage, potentially, to any creature that you see that's coming at your face. Yeah. Or if you have some blockers out, you can start plus-wanting it and start just drawing extra cards and dumping stuff in the yard. It fuels Delve. It does fuel Delve. Um, but, but it also gives, so you, it also gives <laughs> you spicy, spicy, uh, what's it called? Uh, snapcaster targets no yes uh ral's pretty cool um so sorry sorry on the is it right now um their parent and leader uh niv mizzet is currently off doing experiments trying to figure out what the heck is going on with the plane because he knows something is amiss as well so in his stead he put ral in charge little does he know ral's working for the bad guy shocker hey i see what you did there because there's lightning. I mean, also, it was, a, it was a real shock at the end of the Hour Devastation storyline when we found out that Ral was working for for Nicol Bolas, so... Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, yeah, but still. So that's where the is it or sitting is. We can talk about that particular card, too, if you want to jump ahead. Oh, yeah, let's, let's talk about Fireminds Research. Yeah, so this, is, this, a, has this been... is a story spotlight, but we don't know where in the story it is, and I'm actually kind of happy they ditched the you know where it is in the story because you can start piecing together the story based off of this so john tell me about fireminds research i want you to do it because reasons so it's a blue and a red for a rare enchantment it has three lines of text well not lines of text but groupings what groupings whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell put a charge counter on fireminds research pay one in the blue and remove two charge counters from the from the enchantment to draw a card or you can pay one in a red and remove five charge counters to deal five damage to any target. So this card is really interesting. I think in standard, it's going to see it's going to find a home. It's just a way for you and if you're in a blue red, a just guy or Grixis control deck to just you know play this on turn two, then you know cast your removal spells, cast your counter spells, get value on this, and if you cast twenty spells in a in a game, it's just you know kill your opponent from from twenty. I mean, oops, all spells can be a thing it can be but this isn't a card i think that's going to be no 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 this no. isn't a kill you in one turn card this is a kill you over several turns card oh no yeah this is a death by many cuts kind of card exactly. and it's now and it's also a nice mana sink if you've you know start turning in a couple draw spells counter spells and then you need to just cash some of that in you yep. can cash in a couple card cash in a couple counters draw some cards yeah loves proliferate Yep, loves proliferate, which we don't know if it's going to be in Guilds of Ravnica. I hope, or Ravnica Allegiance. I hope it's not. 
Uh, but one of the things that I thought of after reading it the first time is like it's twenty charge counters to deal f- to deal f- twenty damage. That's how many spells I have to cast to kill some woman in storm. But it can- also costs you does, eight mana. Does 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 this storm? Can this storm? Listen, once we're going off, we can generate however much mana we want to. That's not a problem. That is uh, true. That is very very true. So I do not think that this is a automatic shoe in for storm. I saw someone on Reddit saying Storm has no interest in this, and I think that's false. There's a modicum of interest in this because this can fill a role similar to Pyromancer's Ascension, but I think it's not the same world. I think it's more closely aligned to like a replacement or a metagame call versus Empty the Warrens because Empty the Warrens is great if you're face if you're up against Graveyard Hate, but if they have Wrath or they have Pyroclasms or whatever, then you're just host. Whereas in this case, I can play this on turn two. And if I and as long as I'm casting spells, eventually I will get to that twenty counters and start and then just kill you from essentially nowhere. Yeah, and and it's an enchantment a, and enchantment hay is very rare. Right. There's I mean there's a few things in modern that like abrupt decay can hit it, um, but uh, can uh, it's Kisali very the metagame right now is because all I probably mentioned could hit it, sure. It's very, but the metagame right now is very hostile to creatures because of how good humans is and how good the aggro decks are, like uh, Bridgevine. So having a non-creature be able to sit and play, generate you a little bit of value, could be reasonable. I mean, yeah, because I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's the end all be all. Worst comes to worst, you just like you know cash in some charge counters at on et on end step. And hopefully, you know, you might have cast yeah. like four or five instant or sorcery, or, you know, a couple instant or sorcery spells at the end of turn, you know, just cash in, draw a couple cards that might draw you closer to your, you know, your wink on. Yeah. Or, you know, if you're playing against humans and you get this down, you manage to get a couple counters on it. So, like, okay, kill your freebooter that has my gifts ungiven under and I'll take it back and then I'll cast it or whatever. It's, it's a very interesting card. I don't know if it will storm. I think it's like 25% to maybe make it into the deck. I don't know. But it's interesting enough that I think it warrants a little bit of Test, discussion. Warrants testing, at least, maybe? Yeah, warrants testing. Uh, I definitely Speaking feel of, definitely feel cyborg. Yeah, it's definitely a cyborg. I don't think it's a main deck card. Speaking of modern playables, by the way. Oh, we're going with that one next? We got Narcomoeba being printed for the first time ever. It, it's a joke, because it was in Future Sight. Uh, Ian, what does Narcomoeba do? So Narcomoeba is a good old friend returning for the first time since. Surprise, just kidding. It was in Modern Masters. Uh, no, it was also, uh, so the Future Site also had it originally because it was, you know. It's a weird one. Yeah. So anyway, Narcomoeba, one in a blue for a 1-1 flying creature illusion, upshifted from uncommon to rare. Which I'm fine with. There were people who were about that. <clears throat> there's there's always the people who are complaining about that. Uh, people were complaining, and look, here's the deal. With Surveil in the set, it's just too good. Why do I say that? Well, if you don't know, when Narcomoeba is put into your graveyard from your library, you may put it onto the battlefield. Surveil puts this from your graveyard into your library. Which Other then, way around. Or into your lot. Li- you know, it puts it into your graveyard from your library. I said it. Okay, I think I thought you said you put it to your library from your graveyard. No, no, no. That's what it sounded like you said. No, yeah, you go. It goes from your graveyard or from your library into the graveyard. Yes. And when you do that, you put it on the battlefield. Yep. But remember, there are triggers. It's not like oh, if if you would put it here, put it on there, and ba- instead, no, it's a you may put it on the battlefield. If you don't, you missed your trigger because it is a may trigger. Yes. However, um, the jokes are oh, looks like Dredge got a new toy. Got an old toy. 
It got an old toy reprinted. Uh, will, uh, this yeah, make Dark stan- Amoeba, will this make standard? Nope. Probably not. I think it's just a limited card where you're able to, you know, hit your surveil spell and go, ha free one one. It's a value. Um, it's a value reprint. Yeah. Also, it, fun fact: it's got unstoppable Howard Lion art on it with a guy fishing with a cat. A. Did you see that? I did see that. It's on yes. the balcony. <laughs> what bait do you cast to catch a dream? It's a Ravnik and Riddle. Literally, that's a. that's the attribution. Yeah. No, it's a uh, great, great. Uh, bring back it, it, the car was only like two fifty three dollars but i mean people can play narcomeba standard now look here's the deal it's not a worthless rare reprint it's great no it's it's fine uh speaking of surveil cards i do want to make sure that we get to this one which is sinister sabotage oh uh which is one blue blue for a uncommon instant this is also one of the fnm promos it says counter target spell surveil one uh, this is drawing immediate comparisons to Dissolve from Theros, which is one blue-blue instant counter-target spell Scry 1. But this one instead has Surveil, and that makes it almost better in certain instances. I'll say this. It is the next in the long line of strictly better cancels. Yep. Um, we are losing uh, Disallow, which was definitely a strictly better cancel. Uh, it was Stifle and Cancel put together. Yep. However. Dissolve stall standard play. This will see standard play. Oh, 100%. Four of, basically in every blue base control deck. Yeah. It's going to be... You're going to get tired of seeing it, is, what, is what's going to happen. Oh. You're going to see this, and you're going to be like, again? Yep. No, it's going to be great. I definitely look forward to trying to get some of those FNM promos of it, because I I, I love the FNM promo uh, inverse art. Yes. The inverse, oh, that's all fantastic. The inverse frame is just amazing, and I love it. Yeah. Also, this is also a shoe in for me to put into my cube. It's just so good. I mean, it's just I don't. So good. I don't blame you for it. It's a good card. It looks great. Yep. I mean, it's not like world breaker, but it's just a solid counter spell. Yeah. Yep. All right. What are we, what are we so looking at next? Let's let's talk about the split card because split cards are coming back for the first time since oh god, Gil, uh, Dragon's Maze. Uh, I guess I don't know. It was before. Sure it was Maze. before you and I were playing again. Yeah, I was like Dragon's Maze. So it's we have status and statue. Um, oh no, there were split. There, technically, there were split cards in Amonkhet, but there were the aftermath cards, so they were slightly different. Well, we don't um, we don't know what the connector word for this is yet either, do we? It's it should be and all split cards except for aftermath cards are and. So there should be status and statue. Although they could have changed the rules, who knows? Um, for those of you who don't know how split cards work, it's two cards in one. So status is a green black hybrid mana for an instant. That reads, target creature gets plus one, plus one, and gains death touch till end of turn. And then statue is two black green for an instant that says destroy target artifact, creature, or enchantment. Now, you can't cast both. You can only cast one or the other. Um, So in your hand, you can either cast it as status to make one of your creatures, you know, trade up or eat something in combat. Or if you want to be really spicy, give your goblin chain whirler death touch when it comes into play. One-sided wrath. Hilarious. Or you can use it as statue, which is uh, basically uh, putrefy for one more mana, um, which gets rid of anything that's troubling you in the in your Golgari deck. Which maybe whatever it could be a creature, artifact, enchantment, whatever. I look at it this way: um, it's it's a solid four mana removal spell. Yeah, like easily easily forspicable and limited. Um, I don't know if it's going to see standard play because four mana is a little bit much. John, like putrefy soft play because it was John, three mana. Four mana wrath. <laughs> That, it's a four mana wrath. Mm, it's a four mana wrath in standard. Black red, with, black red was already a deck. 
It's with, sure, <laughs> sure, with bad mana. All right. Um, we're Status getting the Fetchlands, so, or I mean, no, not Fetchlands, Shocklands. Shocklands. Yeah, we are gonna, we'll talk about Shocklands next. But Status and, Status and Statue is interesting. Um, I think uh, in the mechanics article they mentioned how it's an entire cycle of these where one side is hybrid mana, the other side is a true gold card, which I think is a really neat take on split cards. It's flavorful. So I like something it. New. Yeah. Um, and so, if, but again, if you're looking at statue and wondering why it's one more mana than Putrefy, well, you're paying one more for the flexibility of sometimes having it be status as opposed to statue. Well, you're also getting enchantment on there too. Putrefy could Putrefy- only hit artifact or creature. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, you're getting. I forgot, I forgot that Putrefy does, doesn't hit enchantment. Yeah, you're getting three potential target uh, things out of it instead of just the two that Putrefy does. I mean, you lose the can't be regenerated clause, but regeneration isn't really a thing anymore. Yeah. So not, yeah, it's not really a thing. Now let's. I'm cool with it getting one more mana. What do you want to do next? Let's talk. Let's talk about how I was wrong with Shocklands are being reprinted. Oh yeah, in standard, my dude. Come on. <laughs> so you, for those you were don't wrong. Know, yeah, I did. I was wrong. Um, the Shocklands are named as such because they are dual lands with ba- with basic land types. So Steam Vents is an island mountain. Uh, that means it taps for blue or red mana. Uh, and then all the shock lands say, as this enters the battlefield, you may pay two life. If you don't, it enters the battlefield tapped. So I was under the impression that the battle, that the buddy land shock land mana bases of RTR Innistrad standard were quote too good. Um, guess what's which, back? back? Guess what's again. back? But, buddy land shock land mana bases. So basically what this means is that if i play a steam vents on turn one i can then follow it up with a glacial fortress on turn two and have a blue blue or red white available to me on turn two um or if you want to get real cheeky you go um steam vents into um clifftop retreat into sulfur falls and cast your chain roller on turn three don't know why you're doing that in just guy deck but you could just guy to fairy um, my dude just guy to fairy <laughs> with chain roller no not to, not with chain roller just just guy to fairy <laughs> no i know please what you mean. um so these obviously great reprints from modern. Um, they've been st- slowly kind of climbing up in price tag, so getting getting them knocked down a bit is nice. We're getting sick new art, but we're only getting f- five of them in this set, and we'll get the other five next set. Yeah, we get the five for the, this guild or these yeah. guilds. Now, so we're getting the green white, red white, we're Temple Garden, Sacred Foundry, um, Overgrown Tomb, Watery Grave, and Steam Vents. Yep, it's good. They're back. Um, I'm happy. The next, yeah, the next set we'll get the other five. Um, Mana bases are going to be a little weird until Allegiance comes out because certain mana bases are going to be better than others. For example, that black red, black green, or green red deck that we we're mentioning with Status and Chain Whirler, they don't have Stomping Grounds or Blood Crypt yet. Correct. They only have Dragon Skull Summit. Correct. But a red white deck will have Sacred Foundry and Clifftop Retreat, so you'll have near near perfect mana. Your Jeskai Control decks are ha- going to have great mana. Your uh, Grixis Control decks are going to have great mana. If you want to play Obzon, you're going to have great mana. It's going to be int- it's going to be an interesting standard until Ravnica Legions comes out. It's basically the. I it's was not all wedges. The, I was going to say the wedges because I just realized Naya is going to be hosed without stopping oh, no, rounds. Well, Naya will be fine because it has Temple Garden and Sacred Foundry. Oh, we also have uh, what's it called? Uh, it's, the Red Green Land from Ixalan. Yeah, it's Root Bound Crag. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For for Naya is going to be fine. It all depends on what where you want to lean your mana more. Naya may have to lean more towards white as opposed to green because of Sacred Foundry Steam or Sacred Foundry Temple Garden. Um, 
Jeskai will have to lean more towards red, Steam Fence, Sacred Foundry. Grixis is going to lean more towards blue, but they want to do that anyways because of Steam Vent's Watery Grave. Yeah. Uh, Obazon will would lean more towards green and so on. Yeah, no, it, um, it's going to be interesting, and I am definitely going to like them. I, all right, I, the standard, I still don't know if I'm going to play standard, but... Yeah. But these are great reprints because they're played all over the place in modern. They were already kind of creeping up in price a little bit too much for some people's liking. So yeah. seeing them in standard and being able to play them in standard, enjoy your next you know year of really good mana. Hey, John, let's talk about a convoke card real quick because we haven't done that yet. Uh, yes. Let's, which convoke card would you like to talk I wanna about? I want to talk about this one because the art. Yes. Yes. So A, Seb McKinnon is not as unstoppable as Howard Lyon. But no, Semikin is amazing, though. Semikin is a great artist, and he illustrated the card Conclave Tribunal. Um, Ian, what does the tribunal say? So Conclave Tribunal is three and a white enchantment at uncommon with Convoke. When Conclave Tribunal enters the battlefield, exile target non-land permanent and opponent controls until Conclave Tribunal leaves the battlefield. Hey, kids, you like cast out without flash? Hey, kids, you like banishing light with one extra mana cost but Convoke? Well, I got the card for you. <laughs> it's yeah. this card literally this is, it's literally banishing light oblivion ring for one more mana but with convoke which i think is a fair rate for it's, it. it's the fixed um, oblivion rings text too yes it's, it's the banishing light text not the o-ring text um this is a o-ring effect that the control decks don't necessarily want because it wants you to have creatures but this is going to be fine in any sort of creature based mid-range deck that wants to be able to have a con- have this type of effect john it can be cast um, for technically no lands being tapped it can technically be cast for no mana. Um, but like this is going to, I think this is going to be great for the white aggressive decks. Like I can see Boros playing this and being able to play it on turn three, uh, being able to get under and get hit like a search for his Kanta or hit a nickel bolus or hit whatever it is that their opponent plays on turn four or turn three. Yeah. I'm just, this card's going to be very, very I'm good. I'm just happy they kept non-land permanent targeting for that because. Yes. Yeah. It's great. They, these don't normally hit lands, anyways. I but mean, we do have Ixalan's Binding, which... Te- that will go into the control decks. Control decks can have that Yeah, one. this is definitely something that the aggro decks and mid-rangey kind of decks can be like, all right, I can afford to, you know... Put a couple on the sideboard. Yeah, or figure it out. But yeah, I like Conclave. I wanted to talk about it just because the art plus also... It's a great way to highlight Convoke. Like, you don't have to Convoke yeah. creatures out. There are some creatures we see that are just big beefers with Convoke. Like uh, Arboretum Elemental, which is 7GG for a 7-5 uh, Hexproof, which you're never paying 9 mana for this, but it has Convoke. So hopefully you're paying like 6, six 7 mana for it. Maybe if less. I look at it this way. With Convoke, try to lop maybe 2 off the or Actually, here, here's a better example. Rosemane Centaur. 3 green-white for a 4-4 Vigilance with Convoke. I mean... That's already a fair rate for that card, and being able to pay it for four mana feels like you're cheating. Yeah, no, being able to pay it for that's three the, mana feels like you're really cheating. And it's got some really crazy cool Nils Hom art. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like a four four vigilant for maybe like three is insane. Yeah. Also, um, we haven't mentioned a jumpstart card yet. I don't no, think. we so have not. Let's do a jumpstart card. Let's talk about Radical Idea because this is the one that has a lot of people up in arms. Where did this one come from again? Uh, this one came from the Jumpstart preview video. Uh-huh. Um, as uh, narrated by Matt Tabak, which, by the way, Matt, I don't know if you listen to the podcast, but you knocked it out of the park with those videos. My God. Oh, is it the uh, mechanic videos? Yes. I didn't get a chance to watch them yet, but okay, cool. Yeah. Radical so Idea. Radical idea John, what's the Radical one- Idea? Ah. 
Well, A, it's one in the blue for an instant at common. Okay. Draw a card. Okay. Jump start. Okay. That's it. So it's two mana draw a card, and then it's two mana discard a card, draw a card. So now, like think twice, but slightly kinda. different. Think twice, for those of you who don't remember, it's one of the blue instant draw a card with flashback for two in a blue. So it's one more mana when you cast it out of your graveyard. Uh, but with Radical Idea, it's cycling. You cycle it for two mana, and then basically it reads, in the future, one of the other cards in your hand gains cycling. Oh. Which I think is really good okay. for okay, see, I the like, control decks or the mid-range decks. See, I like that when you put it that way. When you phrase it as, it's cycling for one in a blue. And then gives one of your other cards in your hand cycling I, for one in a blue. I guess. So like, if you play this in a control deck and you're in the control mirror, just discard your removal spell. Draw, draw a new card. If you're, if you're playing against the aggro deck, you discard a land and try to draw action. It's not exciting. No one. I'm not going to claim this is an exciting card, but this does fit a role that a control deck or a mid range blue deck could want. Just toss a dead card, exactly. Okay. And also sometimes, like let's say that you're playing a Grixis deck and you have this, and you need, and you're for some reason, and you're playing like Grixis mid range deck, and you're playing Necrotic Wound, and you have a you have three creatures in your bin. There's a four four on the other side of the battlefield you need to kill. Well, I'm going to flash my radical idea, discard a creature, Necrotic Wound your guy, kill it. Better be a really crappy creature. But I mean, but you see where we're, no, no, no. Where I get where you're going. going with it. I'm just saying, like, this is not an exciting card, and no one. <laughs> this is not the card that people are going to be like <gasps> about. Like, uh, let's just talk. When we let's found talk out about the, the other one, the one I have highlighted right now in the show notes. Uh, yes, quasi duplicate. Uh, this one is interesting. This was the first. This uh, is the first card they actually previewed at the panel. Which this, by the way, this is going immediately into my um, my Brutaclad commander deck that I made. Oh God. You're an awful person. <laughs> I have already made made all my tokens copies of Inkle Leviathan. I don't know what you're talking about. Fine. Fine. John, what does quasi-duplicate mean? Do. Quasi-duplicate uh, is one blue-blue for a rare sorcery with jumpstart. It says create a token that's a copy of target creature you control. It's a clone. It's a it's a it's a it's a token clone. It makes it's a it's a spell version of clone. Okay, so what's awesome is the flavor text. It says, My greatest creation, me. Me. It is so is it, it hurts. It does hurt. It's it's great. The only way it could be more is it is if it accidentally became Simic. Wow. 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 So, uh, uh, yeah, no, Quasi-Duplicate looks great. It's definitely, yeah. I know I hate saying that it's a commander card, but dang, commander decks are going to love that card. Yeah. There's already Cackling Counterpart, which its flashback cost is pretty expensive. So being able to pitch a card to make a token for three mana is going to be really helpful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, um, it's also there's one other jumpstart card that got previewed, which I want to mention. Okay. Which kind of highlights the quote issue with jumpstart, which is direct current. Okay. Uh, it is one red red for a common sorcery with jumpstart. It says to deal two damage to any target. Okay. So why the heck would I want a three minute shock at sorcery speed, John? Lay it on because me. Because you can jumpstart it later in the game to do it again another time, depending. Now, this is not a constructed card. Direct current is not priced to move for standard or modern or any other constructed format. It's a common. Let's put it that it way. A, it is a limited card. That is what direct current is here for. If you need three mana deal two to a creature, or if you need six mana discard a card deal four to a creature because you're facing down a Rosemane Centaur, that's what direct current is for. It's There are going to be more competitively costed jumpstart cards. We don't see any right now. Um, after the mechanics were previewed, I was talking with a couple of local friends, and one of them was like, "What if we get a like a cancel with jumpstart?" And I'm like, "They're never printing that card." 
they're not printing cancel. They're not printing one blue blue counter target spell jumpstart. No. They're just not printing that. No. Um, but all these cards are a little bit more expensive than you want them to be because of the added utility of being able to cast it from your graveyard. Yeah. Uh, how many more cards do you want to talk about? Well, there's one card that I really wanted to mention, which is Healer's Hawk. Because we mentioned all the ones that kind of really matter. We've talked about each mechanic a little bit. Yeah. But Healer's Hawk. Ian, what does Healer's Hawk read? Uh, you pay one white mana, and you get a 1-1 one, one bird with flying and lifelink. Now, Ian, why is Healer's Hawk in this set? I don't know. <laughs> well, they just need, there's two reasons. They need some low aggro creatures that are cheap. That is true. But one, it's a white, it's a one mana white creature for your convoke. Yeah. So you can convoke out a three drop on turn two yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Also, it's a one one with two very relevant abilities. Yeah. So that when you attack with your mentor creature and make it a two two. Yep. And then attack with your other mentor creature and make it a three three. Yep. And attack with your other mentor creature and make it a four four. You see where this is going. Yeah. Healer's Hawk wears puzzle puzzle counters really, really well. Get out of hand. And it that's what it's get out of hand. Real quick. Also, also, there's a card uh, similar to this in Eternal, which is which was a three mana one one flying lifelink with pseudo hexproof, which was ran over ran over its constructed format for a little bit. I don't think this card's going to see constructed play, but this is a very niche. This is a very interesting role player in the set where it helps you with your convoke, John, and also it's a really great mentor. John, so, so mentor with the counters helps the creature scale larger, correct? Yeah. So what you're telling me Sometimes. is we got a scale bird. Yes, we have a scale bird. In the set. <laughs> uh, there's no scale birds in the art, so I'm not sure hate, what the joke is. I hate is. myself for coming up with that one. <laughs> I really do. It's fine. I died a little inside. Uh, it's okay. Uh, but this is what we've got from the first kind of batch of previews from Guilds to Ravnica. The pre- previews well, start in earnest next week. I kind of wanted to talk about just one more. Okay, what's, what's one you want to talk about? Because it's uncommon to see this, and I think it's one of the first cards that we've actually seen in this color combo as a gold card. Thought Erasure. It's a blue, and, ah, blue yes. and a black sorcery at uncommon. And why I say it's uncommon for that is because target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a non-land card from it. That player discards that card. You surveil one. Blue doesn't get hand attack like this very often. Well, it is a blue-black Correct. Card, so but, it's not but even like But even, even that, it's still... Discard is technically in Blue's power suite. Correct. But we haven't seen, uh, if you we haven't it seen off a card of... designed like this, though. No, I agree. Which is cool. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Thought Erasure, I think, is going to be a standard player. Um, it's also one of the other FNM promos alongside Sinister Sabotage and uh, Conclave Tribunal. Yeah. So so this card is going to see a lot of play, I, I think. I mean, Blue Black, I think, still has a lot of good pieces in the mid-range deck. I yeah. mean, at the hands of JD and Clumperins, uh Autumn. Well, it does – Okay. Blue Black Mid does lose a lot. It, it loses Scarab God. It loses Glint Sleeve Siphoner. Oh, it loses its. It, uh, it loses Disallow. It loses Disallow. Gains Sinister Sabotage. So you know, and ish. We'll it, see. But it loses a lot of its own. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it keeps it keeps Chip a thingy, but Chupadoge. Anyway, no, yeah, I don't know. I I I could be wrong there, but no, Blue Black Mid Range is still is, was a good deck. I yeah, would have picked it, that up if I had actually played Standard, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be. This is gonna be a real interesting set to see kind of it all play out. And I mean, I, I think I speak for Ian when I tell you I, I, we're really excited to talk about our preview card a little bit later on. Like we said, September eighteenth. We talked like what for a good like five to ten minutes before we even started recording or something like that. 
Yeah, we did. It. Oh, man. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm so excited. And I just... And I can barely hide it. I can't hide it because I don't want to ruin... But yes, our... A good thing. The disclaimer. Free preview free card. Free preview card that we did not receive. We, we received it, but we didn't exchange anything for it. Correct. Other than other than being like, hey, can we get a card? And like, yeah, sure. Here you go. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Thanks. Much appreciated. Exactly. That that's literally so, the only. Th- it was a, an exchange of words. Exactly. <laughs> Please. And they're like, yes. I'm like, thank you. Hey. But anyways, that's gonna do it for us. Um, oh. Again, real excited about Guilds. One Rock, thing though. I want to add. So we're gonna. I'll put the link in the show notes. And I actually tweeted about it earlier, and John retweeted it, and I'm pretty sure you retweeted it off the account. I did. Okay. Um, Wizards is doing a survey right now. It's one of their usual play things. What are things make you play magic? Like talk about art and how much you pay and a little bit of guild stuff. But there is a question, number 36, uh, that asks about uh, content. If you guys like the show, it would be much appreciated if you guys dropped our name. I know some people have actually commented to us on Twitter that they have. And that's awesome. Which is awesome. Thanks, Anytonic. Shout out. Hey. See, we'll shout you out. I yes, appreciate exactly. it. Anyway. Yeah. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Click the link. It's some weird surveygizmo.com thing. Just go there, check it out. Yep, and drop make sure that you let them know that we are the ones who sent you there. Anyways, Ian, if people want to find you on the social medias, where can they do so? You guys can find me on Twitter at DixonIJ. That's D-I-X-O-N-I-J. And you guys can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dix D-I-X. Um Yeah. Yep. Hopefully streaming some more uh, legacy soon. I know I say that, but I, I got a, I got a taste of the streaming bug again when I did the preview card. Hey. Plus, you need to know my Twitch handle anyway, because it's most likely where we're going to be doing our uh, our preview stream. Our, exactly. So come on over. Follow the channel. And click the bell so you know when they go live. Yes. Like, like and subscribe. Uh, <laughs> Share, like, and subscribe. You wanna- John, where can you find you? If you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at jwiley129, that's J-W-I-L-E-Y-129. I'm also on Twitch at the same handle, so if you see me hanging around in a chat room, don't hesitate to say hi. Um, uh, new job's been keeping me pretty busy, so I haven't been making uh, gameplay videos, um, but I'm going to try to do that once my schedule normalizes, which will hopefully be soon. Um, if you want to reach the podcast directly, you can do so in two ways. You can hit us up on Twitter at Eyes on the Mize, or you can shoot us an email at eyesonthemize at gmail.com. And, of course, we would love to hear how we can best improve the podcast for you, our lovely listeners. On behalf of Ian, my name is John. Thank you so much for listening, and talk to you all next time. Mm